So, we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between, the world of online dating. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Erica. Welcome to So We Met Online. If you would like to learn more about the show, visit us online at sowemetonline.com and join us throughout social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at So We Met Online. So we met online. This is a story. <laughs> no, I'm going to say. <laughs> That's funny. I thought I was having deja vu. <laughs> I'm going to start telling you a story that basically contradicts everything you always tell me not to do. Oh, God. Should I lay down? I feel like I should lay down. Yeah. <laughs> should I get a drink? So I met this woman online, and the first thing that we did was we started to talk and chat online. Mm-hmm. Now, again, we understand... I will that, bite my tongue. ...that in most situations, your perspective is get to the date as soon as possible. Yes. Now, we're all going to come back to that. Quickly refresh us. Why do we want to get to the date as soon as possible? <laughs> well... A few reasons. You just don't know if you have chemistry until you meet in person. And until you do, I don't like people to spend too much time, quote, getting to know someone online, when online might not be the same as in reality. Sense of humor could be different. You don't pick up on mannerisms online. And I don't want people to invest too much before they've actually met the person. Perfect. And we've also talked about that you potentially will lose the date right correct momentum is really important so the longer it goes the lower the probability of actually getting to the date that's why i tell people not to text in advance of the date usually at all but certainly not too much because you kind of lose a sense of urgency yeah okay now i'm going to ask you one quick question then i'll get back to my story okay do you you said that you don't really know if you can judge chemistry and the such through online chatting but, I mean, I think you can feel immense chemistry through online chatting, but you don't know if that's going to be there in person. Perfect. Okay. So throw all of that advice out the window for my story. Okay. Because... I'll have to stretch my arm before I... <laughs> before I... That's a lot of advice, so... <laughs> because I didn't listen to any of it. Um, <laughs> I met this woman See, online. This is, this is why people are like, well, my friend did it this way, so I'm not going to listen to you. I know. Well, it's like there's always one outlier. Exactly. Sounds like it's going to be you. Yeah. So I met this woman online. And we immediately started to talk, and we also immediately hit it off. Talk on what venue? We were talking on Facebook. So I met her on Facebook, not on a dating app. How? Through a a shared mutual friend, and then I commented on a post, and then commenting on a post led to a friend request, the friend request to led to having some conversations about some shared interests. So you friend requested someone you had never met? Yes. Oh my God, you're killing me, Chris. Yes. I told you, throw all advice out the window. Uh. So we talked and uh, it became very clear quickly that we shared a lot of common interest. We had a lot of unique ties uh, with things together. What were your common interests? Well, like Disneyland, you know, musical theater, comic Ooh. books movie choices classic okay. movies instead of did you say modern. comic books yeah that's so cute yeah so we talked we talked online for two weeks oh i thought you were gonna say like six months no okay two no. weeks no. is fine 
No, we we talked online on Facebook for two weeks. Oh, before... that's, that's way better than I. Thought. <laughs> okay. You had me nervous. <laughs> two years on Facebook. <laughs> No. I think my hair just got gray <laughs> listening. So we talked for about two weeks. Now, there was a timing aspect for this. I was working and I was traveling. And so I was out of town. So I wasn't able to actually get back to, you know, actually go on a date. But we had scheduled a date and that date was scheduled out like two weeks. In a, That's know. good, though. I like when people can put things on their calendar. It's a huge pet peeve of mine. And I, I think a lot of people, especially if you keep a calendar, when people are all just like, touch base when you get yep. home. Well, by the time you get back, you've already planned that entire week. So then you got to wait another week. We scheduled a date for about a week out after we had been talking. So in all, we had talked for about three weeks before we ever met each other. Okay. We decided, because we both had a shared interest in Disneyland, that we would have a first date at Disneyland. I mean, it's the happiest place on earth. <sighs> exactly. Dreams do come true. So. <laughs> oh, my God. For three weeks, the chemistry and the conversation just continued to escalate, and it was, like, off the charts. Like, we just felt like... So this like, is when I start to worry. Right. We just felt like this was just incredible. Did you do any video chats? Nope. Okay. It was on, only texting, only messaging. So, we get to the date, and there was several things. One... We had agreed to meet at 6 o'clock. There was an accident on the freeway. We're both basically coming from the same direction. We were both stuck in traffic. We didn't get there until like 7.30. Uh, parking became an issue. She forgot her pass to get into Disneyland. Uh, I'm trying to look for her. It's cold out. The, the, <laughs> you name the problem and it probably happened. We finally connected and it became very clear very quickly that she was nervous or she was not interested. Like something didn't materialize from this really great in-depth conversation we were having on Facebook and through Messenger and texting to actually meeting in person. And that was right off the bat you noticed? That? Yes. Okay. Like right off the bat. Like the moment we met. Mm -hmm. My first instinct, and we can talk about this because I would like to hear your perspective. Uh, my first instinct was... She's not attracted to me, that's, right? That's what I might think. Yeah. Uh, now, all of my profile pictures are on Facebook, so no, she can see what I look like. But, you know, something didn't translate in person. Right. We went to the park anyway. We walked around. We went on one ride. Uh, we had some sporadic conversations. Nothing like the chemistry we felt in text. Do you think you felt more comfortable having those... Well, you definitely did uh, feel more comfortable having those conversations because... You don't see somebody's reactions online. Absolutely. I think that's why a lot of people are more comfortable yes. with text. Yeah, you're definitely more open. You're willing to say something because they're not because you can be face. vulnerable can without be vulnerable. seeing right. the other person. So, but none of this translated to in person. We got about an hour into the date, and I could tell that she was just not into it. Mm -hmm. And I basically asked her. I said what are you feeling is what do you want to do and she said you know would you be upset or offended if if i went home and i said no i completely understand it's fine got it yeah go go ahead i will say though just to interject for a second yep. if it was the case and i don't know the rest of this story so I, I don't know yet what was the case but if it was in fact the case that she saw you and was like i am not attracted it's so important 
to stay present and not just kind of turn the off switch. Right. Because we all know sometimes when we walk in, just this isn't going to happen. Yep. But unfortunately, so many people just turn off at that point and kind of like phone in the date. Yep. When in reality, there is something you can get from that date. I don't care if it's a new recipe. Yep. You know, but you have both made the time to be there. So I can't recommend enough just being present and just still presenting yourself well, even if you know it's not a match. Yep. I, I agree with and that. And again, I don't know if this applies to this story because I don't know the end, but... Yeah. So... I walked her out. We we walked out of Disneyland and parted ways. And I was genuinely disappointed because... Confused? Confused. Totally confused. I, I could not process how and why I felt so connected to this person by text and how the date could be so bad. Right. And it wasn't a bad date in the traditional bad date stories that I tell. Sure. This was well, just... Well, no one threw themselves at you. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no one burnt my carpet on fire. Um, <laughs> no cupcakes were involved. Or, you know, or Subway sandwich. <laughs> it was just a disappointing date. We parted ways. I got a text from her when she got home that basically said that she admitted she was very nervous on the date, but I still didn't think that nerves were yeah. the full did you think you were, story. Did you think she was giving you an excuse? Yeah, I just felt, you know, she was just saying she was nervous as a reason to rationalize why the date wasn't good. We stopped talking. We had been talking for three weeks every day straight mm-hmm. by text, and then all of a sudden it just stopped. We did not talk to each other for a week. I had really no idea what happened. I was only left to assume that she wasn't attracted to me. I just marked it up again as another bad date and it's not going to happen. Right. A week later, after our date, I get a text message from her and she said, would you be willing to give me another chance? Hmm. That's an interesting... She phrased it like that? She phrased it just like that. Huh. And I'm thinking give you another chance like I feel like maybe I messed up somewhere right so how about if you give me another chance like Uh uh, but I was genuinely really interested in this person and again I still couldn't really comprehend how it just went so wrong so fast right so I said yes absolutely I would I would love to meet you again so we arranged another date and not at Disneyland this time no not at Disneyland we just went out for dinner (laughs) Dinner is acceptable on a second date. Okay, dinner on a second date is good. So we went to have dinner and things were brilliant. They huh. just clicked in so many ways. The The way we were able to communicate by text immediately transitioned into in-person. And I realized that it wasn't that she wasn't attracted to me. I, she was nervous. And we have talked about it since then. Uh-huh. And she's like, no, one of the things was, was I was so attracted to you. I was just so nervous. I didn't know what to say. That's really, that's that's really sweet. Right. The moral of this story boils down to this. And this is what I wanted to talk to you about. It was a bad date, but she had, and I think I had on some level built up an expectation of what the date would be. Correct. She had this vision in her mind that we would walk into Disneyland, we would walk down Main Street, there'd be the sparkly lights, there'd be the castle in the, the parade background. parade would be out for you. You know, the, the fireworks would go off, I would grab her and kiss her on Main Street, and she <laughs> would just be happy. She had this big, huge, romantic 
envision of, of what that date would be like. And when that started to not materialize because of the traffic and the <laughs> pass and being late and everything, she just kind of unraveled, unraveled a, little a little bit, right? Whereas when we had dinner and we were able to reset, things seemed to materialize normally. So the conversation that I want to have with you today, and we can we can come back to it after the break, is that can a bad date, my opinion here is that the bad date actually allowed us to break some of the grandiose visions and expectations, reset the relationship, and bring us back down to like a normal starting point for actual dating, where mm-hmm. I do think at times, we do have these grand visions like, oh, this is going to be a magical first date. And even when we have incredible first dates, they don't pan out necessarily either. Right. Right? Yeah, let's talk about all of this after the break. Okay. Here's the thing. Do you hate being single on the holidays? You have matching Snuggies just waiting to be broken out? If you're single this holiday season and you don't want to be, but remember, single by choice is a-okay, then check out psychologist and relationship expert Antonio Borello's five tips to take charge of your love life on YouTube. In eight minutes, he gives you all the tools you need for the holiday season and beyond. And while you're there, subscribe to his channel and mention that you heard about it on So We Met Online. Also sponsoring today's episode is the book. Love at First Sight. This is my book. I guide you through how to do online dating successfully. It's a perfect gift for the holiday season and it comes in ebook form as well. You can find it on Amazon when you search Love at First Sight, S I T E. I like the story. Obviously, I like that, you know, that things got better on the second date. But what I like the most about this story. Not that you ignored all of my advice. Yeah, yeah, just what I like the most is that you were both willing to give it another date. Yes. Because so often, look, I set people up on dates, whatever, every day. So often people have a good first date. Not even a bad first right, date, yeah. but a good first date. I'd say mediocre to good. You know, when I'm arranging dates for people, I actually send a survey to them after the date to ask how it went. You know, one, make sure they got home okay, but two, you know, ask how it went, ask if they had fun. And then my final two questions are, would you like to see your date again? And on the scale of one to 10, how would you rate the date? Mm -hmm. I've seen nines and it'll get a no. I don't want to see my date again. (laughs) And I I don't know why, you know, and every situation is different, of course. And I always read the comments, but to me, I can't imagine not wanting to give someone a second chance, even if you're just a little bit curious. And the pushback I always get is, I don't have time, I'm busy, I'm this, I don't see it growing. Well, you can't see it growing if you don't try. So I love that she reached out to you and asked to go out again. I do too. And if you were to ask me, like on a scale from one to 10 this date, I would say like it was a two or a three, Uh right? By far not the worst date I've ever been on. Right. But I just didn't. It was just. just a, there was nothing there. There was nothing there. And when she asked me out again, like I said, I could, I still to this day could not really comprehend how I felt so much connection with her by text. And that just was not translating into person that I had to 
try again. Sure. I had to give it another chance to see if maybe it was just an off night. Right. And I think that's the bottom line is for both of us, with all of the things and the chaos that was around us, it was just a bad night. Yeah, and, and I think it's important to remember, and I'm a culprit of not remembering this sometimes, things affect people differently. Right. I try to remember sometimes because, you know, when someone is a certain way, we make assumptions about why they're that way. Oh, this person didn't say hi, so they're rude. Right. Or this person didn't do what he or she is supposed to do, so they're careless. Someone once said to me, it was good advice, I can't say I take it all the time, but pretend they're having the worst day of their life, Right. How do you view what they did under that light? Yep. And it makes us a lot more compassionate to people. Now, I know when it comes to dating, <laughs> we rarely have the logical glasses on. Yeah. So it's hard to think that way. So it's very interesting that you say that because, believe it or not, one of my first jobs was working at a movie theater. And okay. while I was working at a movie theater, I was in charge of training new employees. And one of the things I said for training new employees was, look, People are coming to the movies to escape their realities. Mm. We don't know what their day is. We don't know if they've had a bad day at work. Maybe they had an argument with family or a relationship. Maybe something happened in their life. And they are coming to the theater to escape, to live in somebody else's chaos. Mm -hmm. That applies throughout life. We do not know if our coworker is having the worst day of their life. Right. We don't know if the person we are about to go on a date is having the worst day of their life. Right. But we need to be at least somewhat sympathetic to that. Right. Did I ever tell you or tell everybody? <laughs> I, I think I may have. I went on a first date once and I almost canceled it because at that time, maybe five minutes before the date, I got an email from an ex-boyfriend telling me he was going to be where I was going to be hmm. for a holiday with his, at that time, then new girlfriend. Hmm. So obviously I wasn't in the best place. No comment on how I feel about being <laughs> notified about it. But I could have gone on the date and had I said nothing, I would have been a dud. You know, right. I was in a bad mood. And I'm not the type of person to let a bad mood affect my behavior. But, you know, sometimes you just can't help it. So I actually told him right at the beginning exactly what happened and said, if I'm a little lackluster tonight... Yeah. That's not how I normally am. Right. And I think he appreciated that. So that way he didn't have to assume I was a certain way. I told yep. him. But I do think it's hard for us to open up like that and to be vulnerable to a stranger on a first date, especially. Absolutely. Right? I know that in my situation, knowing her now after that awful date, I, and I know darn well that she would never have said on the spot, you know, I'm really nervous. Can we whatever? It's too bad. Right. We can't. <laughs> right. But she was able, she did feel comfortable enough to tell me in text because we had already that chemistry mm -hmm. in writing. And now you right? communicate well in person. Oh, yeah. Right? Now it's like a no-brainer. It's true, though. I mean, I know I've told this story before, but in probably 2006, I went on a date with someone I met at Adult Kickball, of all places, <laughs> because that was a hotbed of single people. And uh, the first date was fine. It was quiet. It was boring. I remember what I wore. I loved that outfit so much. It was when neon was... Maybe neon was never popular. <laughs> Neon's still popular for you. You're right. You're <laughs> and right. And sparklies. I love sparkles. It's true. And pink. Anyway. Oh, now I lost my train of Now I'm thinking about my closet. Someone once told me my closet looked like Valentine's Day. They're not wrong. Uh, anyway. No, it was just boring. I mean, I remember I could hear myself chewing. There was nothing going on. 
And uh, when we left, it was a no-brainer to me that we weren't going to see each other again, even though he seemed like a nice enough person. It wasn't until he asked me out again, and I gave it some thought, and I thought, why not? He was actually kind of, it was before texting, so we were emailing. I guess it was before I was texting, I guess. And we were emailing, and he was funnier over email. And when he asked me out again, I went, because it was a baseball game, and I liked baseball, and he was really funny in person. And it turns out he was just so nervous, number one. And number two, I really do think what you're wearing impacts how you behave, because he was wearing a suit from work. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he had yeah. to wear a suit. And, and coming right from work, I think he felt like he didn't have a moment to decompress, and he was still kind of in that work serious mode. Yeah. And that played a role too, yet the next time he was in, you know, cargo shorts and flip-flops, totally different person. So we dated for a year and a half, and I'm really glad I went to that second date because I wouldn't have known. And I think in this day and age, people are so quick to judge and so quick to say, well, there's another bus around the corner, there's another swipe on Bumble, that, you know, we don't let things develop. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we've talked time and time again about the grass is greener culture that we live in and that no one really does want to work mm-hmm. at a relationship I saw anymore. this post on Facebook today. It's only mildly related, but it's really funny. It was a post by another matchmaker, and she said she met this 92-year-old man, right, mm-hmm. who went up to her and said, tell me about your business. What do you do? And she told him she's a matchmaker in New York and all this stuff, and I guess he lives in New York half the year. And she said, well, are you single? You know? And he said, well, I have a lady friend. <laughs> we uh, we go to the movies. We go to dinner. Whatever. She stays. Oh, I don't know what he told her. All the things that a partner would do. And then he ends it by saying, but she's not my girlfriend. So you can set me up if you want. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. If we go back to your scale, like on a scale from 1 to 10, mm-hmm. if the date was, you know, whatever. I've been thinking about this. And it relates to my story. You know, I said mine was probably, say, a 3 out of a 10. But for some reason, I decided to, you know, try again. I have definitely been on dates where it's been 3 out of a 10. And there's no way I would go back out with that person, right? Sure. Now, what might some of those reasons be? And I quickly thought, well, if I'm out with somebody and there's deal breakers, okay, right, or red flags, sure. then... I definitely don't want to spend my time to see that person again. Of course, or if someone offends you right, or something exactly. like that. In this situation, no deal breakers, no red flags. And no you were problems. attracted to her. I was completely attracted to her. I enjoyed the limited conversation we had. So it was simply just an awkward date. Yeah. Why wouldn't I want to right. go out with this person Hey, look, again? I've been on... 10 out of 10 dates, and we never saw each other again. So sometimes you can't predict that. But take that reverse. If we go out on a date that's 9 out of 10, like you said, there are people that have a 9 out of 10 date and think it's amazing and decide, no, I can do better. I'm looking for the 10. Right. I'm looking for the 10. I did have a date. I just thought of it. I went on another date, and I thought we had a blast. She enjoyed it. I, I mean, she didn't say she didn't enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> Those are not the same thing. <laughs> right. We, we kissed at the end of the first date. 
so in my mind, it was easily, you know, a good eight or nine out of 10. Uh, got home, we messaged each other and she said, you know, I just don't think this is going to work out. And I said, well, I read that completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Like in my mind, I thought this was great. But we've actually stayed friends and uh, we're friends on Facebook and I've we've gone out uh, with some groups and we've talked some more. And she's actually admitted to me that she is looking for that 10 out of 10. And she is unwilling to invest her time or energy into relationships that don't meet that 10 out of 10 And then criteria. we have, you know, we could go on a whole tangent on what is a 10 out of 10. Sure. Is your 10 different from, is it reasonable right. to think that somebody even possesses all of those things that you right. think you want? Oh, and trust me, I, I had a conversation before. If you meet somebody who is 95% of everything you are looking for in a relationship, mm-hmm. everything you've ever wanted, 95% of it, is that good enough? And then sometimes... When we go on these amazing days that we might call a 10 out of 10, they don't go anywhere because when we're so enthralled with someone that we see those fireworks and stars and the parade comes out for us at Disneyland, we overlook everything else and we miss red flags and we miss things that we should see. So is a 10 out of 10 really the best sign of a relationship, I would venture to say no. And I would agree with you based on my story because that's kind of where I was heading with it at the beginning is I think this bad date mm-hmm. was actually the best thing that could have happened mm-hmm. for the relationship. Well, you recalibrated your expectations. Exactly. Thanks for listening. 